listening to After Daycare Drop-Off, the podcast for working moms, like you and like me. Today we're talking with Allison. She's married, has one kid, and is working in academia in biomedical research. Hi, Natalie. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Now tell me, what's your drink of choice for tonight? (laughs) So I uh, have a a wine called Winter White. It's from a place called, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's Leelanau Cellars. Um, it sounds good. It's a winery in Michigan. And so it has kind of a personal significance because my husband and I went on a vacation. I think it's like six years ago now. I can't believe it's been that long. Um, but we went on this little winery tour up in Michigan. And so we came across this winery and it was so good. We really liked it. And we bought a bunch of bottles and brought them back home. And then we were in Meyer one day and we're like, oh, hey, look, there's that wine that we (laughs) bought in Michigan. So um, it's nice because we can find it here now, um, but it's it's really good. So yeah, winter white, I think. That's perfect. And then I know exactly where you're talking about because that's up near like Traverse City, right? Um, I'm not exactly sure where that is, but it's like way up in like the northeastern part, mm-hmm. the whole area up there where there's there's a, there are a lot of wineries and they said it was the same latitude as the part of Germany where they make a lot of Rieslings and things. Yep. So is definitely my, my drink of choice. Most of the time, the sweet things like Riesling and Moscato and all that stuff. So I love that. The nice See, we went there a couple years ago as well to Traverse city and up the peninsulas there where all the wineries are mm-hmm. and did the same thing. And we're still hoarding the wine from it. It's been <laughs> two years now. And it's the same thing. There's um, one that, again, they, they all market, hey, it's the same latitude, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, oh, but it's, it's still Michigan, which is great, but it's not the same. Yes. Um, <laughs> but um, we got a bo- couple bottles of this port because my husband has reluctantly started to enjoy wine, started with port, moving along to the reds with steak and things like that. Mm-hmm. So not fully on board, but... <laughs> working on it i'm working on convincing him to get me a wine fridge so the conversion will be complete oh when, that, when that's done that would so, be a purchase yes but we still are like i don't know i really want to drink it but is it worth it because apparently <laughs> this this one specific type that was really great was like oh they only make that like once every five years we're like oh, oh we have to like <laughs> cherish it Yes. And now Anna is showing interest in the uh, wine, like just normal standalone cabinet. So we're going to have to figure something out. Yes. <laughs> I keep waiting for my son to start trying to pull the bottles off of our wine racks, but he, mm-hmm. he hasn't shown a lot of interest yet. So we'll, we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> yeah. What is your drink of choice this evening? Well, I'm team LaCroix tonight. Nice. Because, partially because one I've noticed that if I have red wine, I have a headache out oh. from, like, nothing. No fun. I know. Like, what is this? I'm not that old. Like, <laughs> so I'm doing that. 
Um, but I've also started being an adult and minding my amount of food I eat because I have a tendency to eat too much. So I'm like, well, if I skip the wine for a few days, then I can have like a reasonable glass of wine on the weekend. Yes. And then just deal with a little headache and need to sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm to the point, I don't really get the headache, but I just feel tired. It's like, yes. I'm already tired enough. It's really not worth it most of the time. Oh yeah. Well, and you keep a pretty busy schedule, I'd imagine. I do. I do. Um, it's, uh, it's not quite as bad as it could be. Um, we, um, well, I, I guess for your listeners who don't know much about me, um, I am finishing up my fifth year of a PhD in biochemistry and molecular biology. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it's, it's a very busy life, but at the same time, we were very deliberate in our timing of when we, allowed ourselves to have a baby in terms of the baby was not going to come until I was done with my coursework. Mm-hmm. So we, we planned that and timed that well. So I was finishing up the last of my classes while I was pregnant. Okay. So by the time he was actually born, I had finished all the classes and it was basically just the research portion of my degree that I have to do. So it's kind of like just a normal job. Uh, I don't have to do a lot of work in the evenings unless I have like a presentation or something that I have to prepare for. for. Okay. Um, but nice. it, but it is, it, it's challenging in the sense that, you know, I'm, I'm the only one of, you know, the graduate students that I know who is you know, married and has any children. So, you know, most of them, it's like, you know, they're there for, you know, long hours every day and they don't necessarily you know, come in really focused. It's like, oh, we do some experiments and then they go get coffee and then they do some more and they go have lunch. And, you know, like they're not really, you know, focused on getting the job done and getting out the way that I am. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going in, you know, very, very much with a plan of, you know, I'm going to structure my day, you know, I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and this is how I'm going to time this. And I come and get as much done as I can in as short a period of time so that I can get home and put the mommy hat on and be, you know, get dinner on the table and get back to, you know, all of the, the home life kind of stuff. So, um, but it's, it's still long enough days that I don't, I usually don't get home until between six or six thirty. So it's, you know, becomes kind of difficult to make food and, and get things done at night. <laughs> Absolutely. Now who picks up your son from wherever he is of a day? So we, um, we take him to a, it's kind of a preschool slash daycare kind of learning center place. Um, and so I drop him off in the morning and then my husband goes and picks him up in the afternoon when he, cause he gets off, he goes in earlier and then leaves earlier. So it kind of okay. works. So we, we alternate on that. So he, I do morning and he does afternoon and then, um, try to get home and, and sometimes he likes to cook too, which is helpful. Uh, it's not always on me to do all of the food, but so sometimes if he gets home really early, he'll make food. And then other times we, we've been, um, we've really gotten to the crock pot freezer meals lately. That has been kind of the life changing thing that, that we've discovered <laughs> is we bought a programmable crock pot. Okay. And um, I found, uh, I mean, there are lots of recipes online, but there's one particular website that they specialize in it. And so they have all these PDF books you can, you can download. And, and so we've gotten to where like, I'll, you know, I'll spend a weekend 
prepping all of these freezer meals and you put, you know, we put them in the deep freezer in the garage and then you thaw them out the night before, stick them in the crock pot that morning. And then you set the, the crock pot to, you know, however long you're going to cook and then it keeps it warm once the cooking is done. And so then you come home and there's food ready to go, which has been a major lifesaver for when I don't get home very early and we don't want to have to wait another half hour to an hour to make food. That's true because especially when you're trying to juggle, you know, putting away whatever from your day, like we take our lunch to work. So it's like, well, we got to clean this up and then the the baby's running around and it's like, this should take 20 minutes, but now (laughs) it's been an hour. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's amazing the stuff that gets pulled out and the things that have to get done. And we just got to the point where, you know, as late as I get home, you know, we thought, okay, we've got to have a way that, you know, when we, when we both are home, as soon as we're, we're there, there's food ready to go and we're not having to figure out, okay, you know, who's going to spend another half hour, 45 minutes trying to make food and everything. Cause I, I know people who have children the same age as, as my son and they're like, oh yeah, we put them to bed at like seven 30. I'm like, are you kidding? We're lucky if we have dinner on the table by seven. <laughs> So yeah, we are, our schedule is a little bit later than I think most people are um, yeah. with our work well, schedule. It sounds like kind it of... works though, because if it, if it was, if your son was going to bed earlier, then you wouldn't have as much time to spend with them. Right. And that's a trade-off I'm willing, willing to take. And he's a good sleeper. So, I mean, he sleeps in pretty well in the morning and he naps pretty well. So I think he's getting enough sleep and, and yeah, we, I would hardly get to see him if he went to bed really early. So yeah glad to have a little bit of time with him yeah so so take me back a little bit so you, when you when you did your undergraduate degree what was it that you studied then so I always thought that I would go into science like even when I was in high school and uh, I was involved in lots of different things sports and music clubs and like everything under the sun and uh, I did a lot of music and a lot of singing and, you know, in, in high school, it was just a hobby. And I was fortunate enough to have a lot of people who were really encouraging and said, you know, have you ever thought about majoring in music and college? You know, my first thought was, wow, you can do that. I didn't even know that was possible. And when the idea kind of took root, I thought, well, I do love this, but I love science too. And I want to make sure I have you know, good career options. So when I went to undergrad, I double majored in biology and vocal music performance. And so I had enough success with the music that by the time I graduated from undergrad, I ended up deciding to go toward the music full time. And so then I went and got a master's degree, went to graduate school for for music, vocal performance. And then I spent about 10 years or so working as a professional opera singer. And so then after that, it, variety of reasons spending time away from home financial hardship of that you know the lifestyle's hard it's hard to make and living wage off of singing and you know just a lot of different things I kind of ended up back toward the science and then going back to school and so I ended up back in the PhD program now that's a really unique path though because <laughs> it's a great conversation piece <laughs> it, it is it is but it yeah. really like it stretches two different sides of your brain it's the you know analytical and scientific side mm-hmm. as well as the creative side so exactly yeah and I think that's what's really wonderful about it is because I feel like I'm I'm firing on all cylinders when I'm able to be doing both 
because I, it's exactly like what you said. I think it stretches both ways. Like it's, it, you know, I really maximize my brain power, I guess, to, you know, doing all of those things, it's, you know, but it's funny because it's surprising how much those two things have had in common. Like I would never have thought those two professions would have anything in common, but the, the one thing that is really similar in both of them is that you really have to get used to failure. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, with with singing, you know, they used to say that you know, you only get one gig out of every thirty auditions that you do, and mm-hmm. so you get you get really used to rejection. You get really used to you know having to be resilient and bounce back. And and it's funny because science is oddly kind of the same way. With you know, you you submit papers that get rejected, and you have experiments that fail all the time, and you know you really have to get good at picking yourself back up and and continuing on, which I. You know, I never really thought those two things would be that similar, but they, they have a lot in common, actually. <laughs> That's true, because, I mean, I guess I've not done any education beyond my bachelor's degree. So the standards that you are held to in that type of program are completely foreign to me. But I imagine that resiliency that you've, you've gathered from vocal performance has really helped you especially when you're in front of a group and you know you've got to present your your research and back it up Mm -hmm. and feel confident it's like you probably are light years ahead of your peers quite (laughs) frankly it it does help to have that performing experience because I I, you do have to get up in front of a lot of people and give presentations so that part kind of feels like old hat I almost feel like I wish I could get a job just giving scientific presentations all the time because I do feel like I'm, I'm kind of in my element with that <laughs> I mean you probably could <laughs> um you know I need to find that <laughs> I mean just, honestly you should just put that out there like everybody's talking about this whole like you know gig and side hustle everybody's got a little side hustle yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like oh man that sounds like illegal but <laughs> <laughs> yeah side hustle um so but I mean, I bet you, you totally could, because what's kind of funny is I talked to um, a professional colleague of mine that I don't work with the same organization, um, but he was talking about his plans after he retires. He's, you know, 62. He's like, you know, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to retire. And he's learned that certain organizations will pay like $10,000 for like a 20 page white paper. Oh, wow. So you just, but <laughs> when, when you've specialized for years in a really complex area and they need, you know, for example, white papers to back up that they, you know, the company are very talented at what they do about that topic. And it's kind of a pain in the butt to write it yourself. They'll pay. Yeah. It so that's his plan between, <laughs> when he's able to retire and when he's able to get like Medicare. Okay. (laughs) So you don't have to wait that long either. You can do this now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they they keep talking about how fewer and fewer PhDs are going into academia and going into teaching positions and things. And so many are going into these more unusual, newer kinds of jobs that, you know, didn't really exist before they were less common or whatever. So yeah, I, if I can find that kind of a gig, I would be, I'd be home free because that would be kind of merging all of my expertise into one job. (laughs) You can make it happen. 
that would be good. Maybe I should start some kind of company that, you know, hires people out to give presentations for people that don't want to do it. <laughs> you know, public speaking, I think, is either the number one or number two fear. Like, I've not looked this yeah. up recently, but I've heard that because I'll, I'll give presentations at work sometimes and people will be like, you did a great job. I'm like, I just like winged it. Um, but <laughs> I do do communications for a living, so I should be able to stand up there and like, yes. you know, <laughs> shoot the shit a little bit. But, um, <laughs> and it just amazes me because I'm like, you thought that was good? I'm like, I didn't prepare at all. But, and I don't mean to say that I don't care because I do, but it's just so frequent that I'll do yeah. a little thing here and there, like at a staff meeting that's not, you know, the end of the world if I studied for 10 days for it. But, yeah. um. I am giving a presentation next week and I'm a little amped up about it because I'm like, oh man, we've got these people coming in from out of town and they're going to think this is going to be sweet. So I'm like, I need to study a little more and have some <laughs> note cards for my stats. I want to pop out there. Yes. But um, so you're focusing on biomedical research and Correct. you're done with your coursework and you <laughs> mentioned how, you know, this, we've, we've created your dream job already. So yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> uh, just create a website on Wix. It's supposed to be free and easy to do. Excellent. There you go. LinkedIn page. I'll help you if you need it. Oh, excellent. Um, Sounds good. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, really, like, uh, we'll talk about that in a minute because I've been, you know, deep into the work-related podcast again. It goes in waves. <laughs> but, you know, aside from this, you know, job that we just created for you but what's your what's your goal do you want to teach do you want to do research and make discoveries and have patents on things or yes <laughs> um well I I'm leaning away from the academic teaching kind of position simply because I don't really want to spend my life sitting in an office writing grants which is what a lot of professors do and I mean you have to I mean that's kind of the nature of the field right now mm-hmm. so um, I'm not enthusiastic about that. I like the bench work. I like doing the research. Um, so I, I feel like I'm probably going to be leaning toward an industry job or something, you know, one of those more avant-garde kind of positions, you know, hybrid things with PhD and doing something that's not exactly research. Um, but you know, the industry side is always a little daunting too, because it, you know, it's not about the quality of the research necessarily it's like okay what do we need to make a good drug that's going to make money and you know the the money is kind of the bottom line and i've heard so many stories in you know big companies where you know people will be pouring their heart and souls into these huge research projects and then the company's like oh well we don't think this has the potential to make money and then they pull the plug on it and then you know years of work goes down the drain and you get nothing out of it and so that's kind of it's kind of scary to me that, you know, the thought of that, I don't really like that too much, but um, I'm kind of leaning more that way than the academic side, just because I, I like doing the research. So that's kind of the plan. I, I guess I better crystallize that plan a little better. <laughs> I think I might, I think if I'm lucky, I might be finishing up in like a year or so. So awesome. getting close. So I, I'm probably do need to start like actually kind of putting my toe in the water and, and figuring out what I'm going to do. Yeah. Now, there is a thing that's, you know, commonly referred to today, and it's called job crafting. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. Okay. So, job crafting is when the employee 
has a hand, like a very heavy hand in their job description. Oh, so some of the massive companies or your startups or places that, you know, are trying to buck the normal stuff, um, have started doing this with their employees to kind of say like, okay, what is it you like to do? What is it you want to do? What are you good at? And building a job that does that Hmm. as opposed to like, here are your duties and others as assigned. (laughs) Oh, that sounds great. Right. Be nice to kind of take your specific skills and tailor them into a job that really highlights those. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is for you. Maybe. (laughs) That would be good. Right. Former opera singers become scientists and giving presentations. That would be good. (laughs) It'd be a unique niche. (laughs) Yes. So you were really thoughtful. And when it was that you and your husband decided to, you know, expand your family. And it sounds like that's meshed well with kind of what your day is like as, as far as it could be as being a student and having that other type of expectation than someone like myself is, you know, I work at a job and sometimes I do take things home, but you know, Mm -hmm. so how has that dynamic changed from being kind of doing your, your opera singing, doing the travel and being married and then also transitioning to a, I wouldn't say traditional because being a student's major, but I mean, going back to school and, you know, you, you navigated that change, you know, how, how has that been two plus years in? You mean like the transition into parenthood? Yes. So, um, I, I have to be very honest that I feel like my husband and I are, are rather struggling <laughs> with, with that transition. Um, I, you know, I'm, I talk about it in the, in the sense that I, I sit here and I, th- I wonder if I'm the only one who is going through this. And so maybe somebody who's listening is thinking, oh, am I the only one that's having this issue too? So, um, you know, hopefully there's some solidarity out there, I guess. Um, I think the biggest problem for us right now is the simple fact that my husband is a morning person and I'm a night person. And, you know, before we had our son, that wasn't a huge issue because we would come home from work and we'd have all night to, you know, lounge on the couch and talk or watch TV or whatever. And now that we have had to move into a life where we come home from work and then we have to put our mommy and daddy hats on, it's become a lot harder because the only time that we have to be together, just the two of us most of the time is after our son goes to bed and you know, we, I used to tease my husband a lot because he would fall asleep on the couch at like eight 30. <laughs> it's just one of those people. Like, even if he didn't get up particularly early, like he'd just be gone, like snoring on the couch at, you know, eight 30, nine o'clock. And I'd be like, Oh, come on. Like, it's not that late. We, you know, we can still watch TV. We can talk, you know, we can do other things. And before we had all night. And so it wasn't a big deal. But like now that's the only time we have is after my son goes to sleep. And so we're, we're kind of in this pattern where we're not getting to spend a lot of time together and like quality time, just the two of us, because either he's asleep or he's waiting for me to finish putting our son to bed. And so then he's gotten into something else and he's busy. And so like, we don't have a lot of together time. And so I think I'm trying to chalk it up as I do a lot of things now that this is a season 
of life and that hopefully this too shall pass and it's just that having little ones is tough and working full-time you know both of us is tough and being busy is tough and that you know hopefully at some point it will ease up and things will change and we'll kind of get back into the groove of where we used to be but it's it's been hard you know thus thus far because we we don't get a lot of time together I mean my my parents live about an hour away so they take our son fairly frequently so that we can try to have date nights and things and so then it's like oh yeah there's our relationship there's there's the husband I married there's you know here we are kind of back again but then you know we go right back into our parent roles and you know putting the mommy and daddy hats back on again and and then we kind of get stuck in this the rut again but um so I'm trying to trying to look at it that you know hopefully this is just something that it's a season and it's tough and hopefully it will it will move on at some point well, it kind of is like you're passing each other a lot, right? Like you see each other. Yes. Yeah. It kind of but feels like it's not, there's not interaction. It's right. just like coordinating. We're sort of like roommates and co-parents at this point. Like we're not really, I don't feel like we're on the same team all the time. Like, you know, because we're not, there's not as much connection, like the relationship connection that there used to be just simply because we just don't have the time to to foster that and to what nurture that? we used to. Um, we just don't have the time to, to really nurture that connection as much as we used to. So I think it's, you know, and I, we talked about it actually just a couple of weeks ago and, and he said, well, you know, I just kind of feel like this is, this is the challenge of having a young child and it's just kind of the way it is. And, and, and I think that's true to a degree, but you know, I, I miss my best friend. I miss, I miss having the, the talks we used to have and the time we had together. And so that's, that's been a big challenge is, you know, trying to find the time for us, you know, we're, we're good about, you know, we, we do our jobs and, you know, we go to work and we kick butt in our jobs and we come home and, you know, we love our son and we, you know, we do the parenting thing. And then it's like the, the us part gets kind of left to the wayside. So we, we, we have to try to, to make more of a, an effort on that. I think. I think that's, while it, you know, understandably it's frustrating and you, you longingly look back at having that time together and to just kind of decompress because sometimes even though, you know, you guys have been together a long time and my husband and I have as well, but it's kind of, you can't just force that type of feeling into 30 minutes of an evening or an hour. <laughs> it's like you need like time to decompress from all the stuff yeah and then kind of get into that groove because um you're right this is a really different season of life and the moment that your child is born it's like well we've got a new vip in town and you're so happy about (laughs) it right but it's overwhelming and exhausting and a blast at the same time but it's like this is completely different than what i thought (laughs) yes Yes, it is. It's a whole other dynamic. And, and, and initially, I think we were also kind of struggling with, it, at least on this, we were kind of on the same side that we were involved in a lot of things, you know, personal things, family things, church things that were really demanding of our time. And we've had to become a lot more intentional, intentional about kind of pruning back the things that are not working right now and, you know, saying, okay, this is a difficult season of life and 
you know, it's fun to be in this group or it's fun to do this activity or whatever, but like right now is just really too hard. And we're going to cut this back for now. You know, maybe we'll go back to it later, but for our family, for our well-being, for ourselves, for our son, like we have to, you know, really prioritize, okay, what's the most important, what's serving our family the most right now. And, and I think that has helped that we're kind of pruning away the things that are not good for us. Mm-hmm. But I think we have further to go, you know, it's, we have more that we can do in that vein. So hopefully yeah. we'll be able to keep doing that. And it's really setting those boundaries. And I know we've, you shared with me some of the things that you do of a work day right. to help make sure that you get, you know, in and out when you need to, and you're most efficient mm-hmm. as possible while you're there. And it doesn't require you to do more hours for the same output you could do if you're efficient, but right that saying no is hard and (laughs) especially if it's like but I like doing that yeah it's not that I don't like it anymore it's just that I can't give it the attention it needs or you know it requires more time than is available and it's a struggle like for us you mentioned mentioned church and we we don't do a great job at volunteering but our our goal is to send our daughter to um, our parish school when she's, you know, at that age. Mm-hmm. And some, you know, of course, we got the checklist, obviously, cost tuition. That's fun. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll um, be used to it by that point. Um, <laughs> so need you to contribute and attend church. I'm like, cool, cool. But it's like, also, you should volunteer for these various things. I'm like, what? like the parish festival I'm like <laughs> I can't even make it to the parish festival let alone the committee meetings and like right. if you look at my professional and personal resume of life it's like uh, Natalie you have volunteered for a bajillion event planning things and you do it a lot for your job like you can yeah. volunteer for the church thing but I'm like man <laughs> like, it's hard because it's like you have to really pick yeah. those you know for example evenings where it's like um, okay, if I do this tonight, I'm going to miss bedtime and all the playtime. Yeah. And I, is this thing worth it? And yeah. it may sound dorky to be like, well, it's one night, but you know, mm-hmm. we had a, um, it was an exciting event to attend because my team, um, was recognized for some of our work at an award ceremony and it was really exciting, oh, but I was like, thanks. Yeah. Um, but I was like, okay, I want to go. And then I was like, yep, we're gonna, I'm going to go. And then day off, I'm kind of like, I don't want to go now. I like, <laughs> like I want, I already won. I mean, like, <laughs> like we already know what we got, kind of. But like, you know, yeah, we had to go to figure out what level you right. want at. But it's just like, it's going to happen whether I'm there or not. It's not like, <laughs> it's, it's a, not just me. It's my team. So, right. so they're not going to miss me necessarily. But it was a really fun night and I'm glad I went. But I was kind of like, okay, people, let's move this along. Like, come yeah. on, I got bedtime. Like, it's, <laughs> it's all about me, right? Yes. <laughs> it's, about, it's about Anna. It's about her. She needs her mother. Um, but when we've been able to make a quick weekend trip, which we're very bad about actual vacations, but we can do weekends. Yeah. You know, we, not we've too done a lot of that bad. so far. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think, I mean, I miss her, but I'm not like, oh, man, you know. Yeah, worried, worried, worried about the whole thing about missing something because you know she's obviously with grandmas and having a blast and doing her little thing. But it's much easier to say that time is an easy yes to 
to go spend with your spouse and your friends if you're doing like a couples thing versus yeah you know a work event or even the volunteer thing that you like to do yeah well I think that's that was some a realization I had to come to is that I can try to be superwoman and I can try to do every single activity and volunteer thing and whatever that we did before he was born but is it necessary like is that really serving you know me or like is that helping us and is that the best use of our time and it's kind of making those choices of like yeah I can go out and do I can do all of it I can handle all of it but is it just going to end up making me unhappy because what we realized one of the big things that we were involved in it was one night a week. And so he's like, oh, well, you can, it's just one night a week. That's no big deal. But I kept finding myself sitting there and thinking, I could be with my son right now and I'm here and I like here, but I would rather be with my son. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I would rather be having family time and doing those things. So, you know, maybe someday we'll go back to it. But right now it's not, it's not what's probably best for us. And, you know, so we've been, been a lot more purposeful in like cutting back the things that are not really the best for for us individually or as a family yeah I think that that's a good sense of awareness to have as you try to navigate you know being able to prioritize your family time especially when you've recognized that you and your husband need need more time together so Aside from saying no more, do you have, do you guys have any plans on how you're going to get to that point or at least get to a comfortable point of what is today like? Um, you know, in terms, you mean like trying to improve the, the quality time together kind of thing? Yeah. Like, you know, do you have plans for maybe a weekend away or, um, you know, just a, regularly scheduled something to get that time (laughs) we usually we try to do something about once a month usually because my my parents are usually like ready to take my son and have (laughs) him by that point whether we want to give him up or not right Um, but we we do have a rather dorky plan coming up here I guess it's a couple of weeks from now um I've always been kind of a hobby royal watcher that's oh my <laughs> my one of my guilty pleasures in life is following royalty real life royalty and so the uh the the royal wedding is coming up in a couple of weeks and so we we watched when prince william and kate got married several years ago and uh, he got up my husband got up with me and watched and like we made this big fancy breakfast and mimosas and stuff and we watched it and and so my we have plans my my son is going to my parents house the um the weekend of the royal wedding and so we're going to get up at like 4 a.m and make crazy food and have mimosas and we're going to sit and watch all of the coverage of the royal wedding and just be silly and have this really ridiculous and fun weekend together (laughs) that's adorable i like that (laughs) yeah that's 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 one of my uh my fun hobbies and and so I thought oh I really I really want to watch that and so like okay well you know we'll we'll send him to grandma and papa's and and he can go have fun and and we'll we'll have a good time just doing something silly and and, <laughs> and crazy like that so, so that is our plan we we do have a plan hopefully we'll get to have some more time that weekend after that's over to you know talk and and you know reconnect which is you know something we we definitely need more of right now I like that 
part of the plan involves staying home yeah. too. <laughs> and the fact that you're going to be waking up definitely before you wake oh, up yeah. for work. But you're going to be yeah. pumped about it. It's like <laughs> one of the rare times. <laughs> so you have to get up. For... Right. It's like, ah, do you need to get, you need to be at work at five. You're like, yeah. hell no. Like, oh yes, we're going to get up at 4am. Yeah. I have a feeling when the day comes, it's not going to be as easy to get up as I think it's going to be, but hopefully I will be enthusiastic enough about it that I will be able to drag myself up. Well, if he wakes up before you and gets the bacon going, then that's how you, that's the right way (laughs) to wake up. He's the morning person. So he should, he should get up early and get things started. And then I can drag myself out of bed at some point. (laughs) See, that's only fair. That's only fair. (laughs) So I mentioned that I'm into these podcasts and stuff. And as usual, obviously we're doing one, but, um, have you gotten into listening to podcasts yourself or audiobooks or any of that kind of um, I, easiest so way to read anything? I, <laughs> I, I'm definitely an audio person. I don't have any time to read real books or magazines at all. So um, I do a lot of audiobooks, um, partly for the driving time between – it's about a 30-minute drive between where I live and my lab – And then there are a lot of things that I have to do in the lab that are kind of mindless, tedious, manual labor type things like, you know, pipetting or like cell culture, things like that, that like they take hours, but it's kind of mindless. Like it's just stuff you have to do. So I do listen to a lot of things while I'm, while I'm doing that. So I've been listening to your podcast, of course, and (laughs) a lot of audiobooks. And um, lately I've been listening to a podcast about Walt Disney World vacation planning because we're going to Disney World at the end of September. So I've spent many hours lately being overwhelmed completely by how much effort it takes to plan a vacation to Disney World nowadays. So um been doing a lot of that and uh, I found a couple of other podcasts about like you know simplifying your life intentional living as you can tell I'm kind of on that on that yeah. right now about you know streamlining your life and you know curating your thoughts and you know doing you know doing things very intentionally and, and you know pruning out what's not helpful and things like that so I've I listened to a few of those things but I I feel like I'm still kind of hunting for that that life-changing idea or something that I'm really, I really want to like find something that's just revolutionary and I'm still kind of searching for that. So (laughs) the idea of like how to make your life easier. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I listen to some of these, you know, life hack kind of podcasts and, you know, how to, how to live more purposefully and and things like that. And it's like, well, I don't really feel like I'm hearing anything that I haven't heard before. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get rid of paper. I get, (laughs) I get your KonMari. I know. Closet. Yeah. You know, meal plan, you know, week in advance, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah. I've heard all of this stuff. So I keep thinking I'm going to hear something that's just going to be like, wow, that's amazing. I can't wait to try this. And and, and still haven't really heard it yet. (laughs) Well, um, my cynical view is that there's, there's two ways you you can get there. You can one win the lottery (laughs) and then you just pay people to do all that junk for you. True. And you can do the fun stuff. Yes. Or stop caring. Yeah. That is true. I, I am adopting a lot of that as well. I, I, I've said a lot lately that 
my goal in terms of housekeeping now, that's one thing that I'm letting go a little bit that I just try to make sure my house looks more like an F1 or F2 tornado went through it as opposed to an <laughs> F5. Kind of like as long as it doesn't look like an F5, we're good. Like otherwise I'm not going to sweat about it. You know, it's, we have a toddler, you know, he's two, a little over two and a half. There's going to be stuff everywhere. It's going to be chaos. And again, it's a season and I'm just going to embrace it and it's going to be okay. <laughs> See, I'm trying to get there, but I, in my mind, I'm like, I really wish I was one of those psychotic people who just like loves to clean and just, <laughs> just lice all it up and bleach and just, oh, it's so therapeutic. And I look at these people, I'm like, you're a mass murderer. I'm just waiting to find the bodies because that's weird. <laughs> like, who likes that? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but people say they do, and I've seen their houses, and they look pretty good. But yeah. it's like you you stand there in your kitchen, and you look up. You're like, where did all these papers come from? Yes, the, the mail and the clutter. That's what gets me. It's like, where do these papers and the mail come from? I don't understand. It's like, and you need that coupon for Bed Bath and Beyond because <laughs> you know if you don't have it, you twenty percent off. You're just like, I cannot buy this. <laughs> I need my coupons is like yes. not the going rate for this item <laughs> for that crock pot you had to get. I'm sure you yes. used a coupon. <laughs> I had to buy it. I'm sure I used one to buy my crock pot. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I know. So that's what I did too. Came with a teeny tiny baby crock pot for dips. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's I know. Mine's not programmable like to turn on at a certain time. Like I can say cook for this many hours, but, but that's so how hours are. Yeah. Yeah, so, there are so many. Apparently, you can control them with a smartphone app, and like you can be at work and turn it on oh, and God. off. I think that's a bit more than I'm willing to to yeah, go into. I, like, I don't know. Eight hours, go. That's good. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. These crockpot recipes are like, I'll cook for six hours on the. I'm like, um, I'm gone longer than that. Right. So, I don't know who you think's gonna monitor this. <laughs> the dog, like. Like, hey, Wrigley, will you please turn that off for me? <laughs> Thank you. Because then it just turns it on low. And one time I tried to cook something. Now, albeit I'm really bad at following pretty much any instruction. Uh, <laughs> especially when it comes to cooking. I'm like, these sound good together. And I got home and it was burnt. <laughs> it was on low for like, you know, six hours. And then it turned into just warm for the remaining time. Oh, man. <laughs> I had to soak for a few days. It was bad news. Oh, no. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about your your Crock-Pot website that you're at and your, your prepping, which has helped your weeks go easier. But what's your favorite one? And then tell me what that website is, too. So the website is called New Leaf Wellness. Okay. And so, like, she – it's I think she just had her fifth baby. So oh, man. Very, she's legit got yes she is legit she you know streamlining making things easier and it, it's really great like if you know if you're not a picky eater like you know sh if you subscribe to the mailing list you know she'll send out you know these whole programs of like here is your grocery list and if you buy all these things and you follow these recipes you can prep meals for an entire month and like she does all what of all right so yes newly <laughs> that's very good um and she has 
a lot of cookbooks that like you can buy the PDF version for just like a few dollars. And mm-hmm. so it's great. So, I mean, I, we really haven't tried anything that we didn't like. I mean, there were some that were, you know, had more of a wow factor than others. And I mean, all of them have been good. Um, I think the, the best one we've tried recently was, it sounds kind of strange, but it's, it was spicy Dr. Pepper pork. Ooh. And so like you make it and it has this, you could put Dr. Pepper in it and like it, um, put it on tortillas and it's kind of like tacos, but mm-hmm. it's really, really good. And I'm, I'm, my goal, my holy grail for these is finding the recipes where there's a side item in the crock pot also. So like mm-hmm. you don't make anything else, like everything is all like one, right. one dish because then you don't have to spend any time or effort making anything else. So, um, and she has some of those, like some like, you know, pot roast with, you know, carrots and you know, things like that, where like all of it's in the same crock pot and that that has really been a life changer for us because walking in the door to a kitchen that smells wonderful and you basically just dish it out onto the plate and go and after you get home from work and that's been a really huge difference for us yeah well especially now that it's getting warmer and I know like my husband just spent the entire evening mowing the yard yeah. And it's like, he comes in, takes a shower, eats dinner, and it's like, okay, well, now the baby's ready for sleep, so, okay. <laughs> and hopefully he's not too torn up about it, but it's like, okay, well, it, that's one day a week yeah. now. And, you know, same as last night, I've spent some time picking the weeds, and I was out there being really cranky about it, and I'm like, <laughs> I'd rather be spending time with my kid, but I'm out here picking these stupid weeds. <laughs> like, do they not know that I need <laughs> to be playing with my muffin? She's adorable. Yeah. Much better than these weeds. Much more fun than the weeds. Yeah. And then there's <laughs> bugs in my face. I'm like, this is terrible. I'm like, I need somebody's kid who's on punishment to come out here and pull weeds. Like, some kid who lives in an apartment who doesn't have yard work to be punished with, come here. <laughs> well, I just will wait until you. she's my son's age, and then you won't be able to keep her out of the dirt because, like, my son will go out, and he, I was trying to plant flowers last year, and he was, like, reaching into the dirt and, like, pulling everything up, and his hair was covered in dirt and everything. Oh, yeah. So then, yeah, she'll she'll help you eventually. Yeah. Well, she'll pick grass, and she was starting to pick (laughs) some of the weeds, and then she started pulling lilac leaves off, which I wasn't that mad about, but I'm like, that's a, don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) That's not a weed. It's a plant. (laughs) It's a little bush. Oh. So we talked a little bit again about your your date for the royal wedding, which yes. I need to see pictures of this when you do this. It's adorable. <laughs> come for you. I hope there's a fancy hat, a fascinator involved. That's what I need. I don't have one, but I, I should try to see if I can. If oh, I can. I'm sure they're all over Etsy right now, too. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's an opportune time. Yes. And enough time to get it shipped. So That's I would true. recommend this. I, I will... And Derby Day is coming up. Yes, we we used to do stuff for Derby Day every year, and um, my my husband always runs the mini um, the mini marathon they had with the five hundred festival in Dallas, mm-hmm. and so he um, he's running that again. That always has kind of superseded Derby Day since he started doing that. But we we used to wear hats and make mint juleps and do that kind of stuff in our pre baby days. So you can just cheer him on from the sidelines doing that. That would be good. Indianapolis has an open carry law, which means you can walk down the street with your drink. <laughs> I'm not making this that. up. You can look it up. It's true. <laughs> it was there was articles about it in the Indie Star um, when Super Bowl was here oh, in 2012 okay. because yeah. people were like, "Hey, 
you can't get arrested walking down the street with your beer. <laughs> so, I love PSA. <laughs> Not as wild as Savannah, because Savannah is like, the bars will sell you a drink to go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my, it's amazing. Oh they had these uh, whiskey ginger slushies. Oh my God. Oh. I can taste them right now. They were the best. But you could buy a drink to go. It was like in a plastic cup and everything. Oh my god! <laughs> and they even had plastic cup koozies that were like you know, shaped just right. Oh wow, that's hardcore. That's hardcore. I know. So that should be on your list for another place to go. But what's your normal date night that you like to do? Um. Well, it's gonna be. It's gonna sound really boring. We we generally like trying restaurants that we haven't gone to before so I mean we don't have a lot of opportunities to do that now but we are we've always just been really close and we it's just you know for for us date night is really just about having a chance to talk to each other or at least for me anyway I I assume he feels that way I think he feels that way that you know we I don't really care if we go to Red Lobster or you know whatever like if he's across the table from me and we get to actually talk to each other especially now so a lot of it's just we will try new restaurants places we haven't been um things like that and just have a chance to really spend a lot of time just reconnecting and you know we might go to a movie we're very you know kind of boring that way that <laughs> we don't do anything like wild and crazy but that sounds fun um, it's nice to just to have time to talk so yeah I miss that more than anything just being able to talk to each other because we're, we're at the point now where you know when we sit down to have dinner at night even if we try to start having a conversation, then our son's like, oh, it's time for me to start talking too because mommy and daddy are talking. So then he starts, you know, telling us about his day, which is lovely. And I love hearing what goes on in his little mind, but it's like he tries to interrupt. It's like, oh, they're having a conversation. It's my turn to talk. (laughs) We don't really get to to talk a lot if he's awake and around. So yeah, (laughs) date night is kind of the only chance for that now. Well, that's a good time to use it then. Yeah. Reasonably quiet restaurant with good food yeah nothing wrong with that I seem to remember I think on one of your other podcast episodes you were saying that that's something you and your husband enjoys like you you're always up to date on all the new places that open and oh gosh all those things we're up to date as far as reading about them now whether (laughs) we can make it to them before they close down for some weird reason is a crapshoot now (laughs) there's there's one um, in town that's opening. I think I think they're doing like a soft open here in a couple weeks. This is this is all Instagram education. <laughs> me <laughs> me reading Instagram and my husband reading Twitter and both of us reading the business newspaper combined. We can yeah. usually figure out what's happening. Um, but these places they're trying to be so so clever. They'll put something on their Instagram stories like "Ooh, soft open." Watch, you know watch this other Instagram for details. And it's like, oh, man. Um, But there's this one restaurant in town whose um, owner is opening up a new restaurant. And it's all, like, a lot of buzz about it. Oh, okay. And um, so the restaurant is – it's not a secret, obviously. Like, what am I – who am I? Um, (laughs) So the restaurant – it's called Milk Tooth, but it's a a brunch spot. Okay. And it's been – yeah, and so, like, we followed it before it opened, and we're like, when's this place going to open? I hear it's supposed to be cool. The guy who's the chef was really great at this other place. Like, come on. And it opened, and it's always so packed, but it is worth the wait. 
and we haven't <laughs> we haven't braved it with our daughter lately. We did when she was a lot smaller, and it was you know easier to just tote yeah. her around. And now she's like woo <laughs> all over the place. So I'm not sure when the next time we'll go there is, but um, it's amazing. And so you know everybody who's likes what he does there is really excited about his new place that's going to be more. I don't know if it's going to do lunch and dinner, but it's definitely going to do dinner. Um, oh, and it's okay. in another, it's in a different neighborhood than that restaurant is. And so he's just really creative and has really refreshing combinations of things that go together. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to put that on our list of places to try sometime. That sounds For good. sure. Yeah. I think my husband would have, if he could go back and do it again, I think he would be a chef. He really, <laughs> he likes the, you know, the really avant-garde kind of you know food type things he's he's definitely a foodie more than oh, yeah. more so than me but well so then yeah. you definitely have to go yes he would he they've, would really enjoy that so we'll they've got i think we'll do like um they have certain things that are on their standard menu and then things that are rotational that'll come in that's just for that moment in time hmm. but there's um is there's a raclette grilled cheese that they do Ooh. It has a, I think it's a duck egg on it. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. And wow. it's like, you know, over, like just like, I don't want to say it's over easy, but just sunny side up on top of it. <laughs> it's again, I can taste it right now. Mm, um, sounds good. But yeah, so you should definitely put that on your list and okay. they, they are kid friendly. So oh, good ever, anybody who looks at you weird can just like, you know, leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you were once a child. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Yes. Absolutely. So are you a bring your lunch to work person or do you go out or you just make it by the granola bar? I am a snacker, a, a grazer during the day, um, especially because I'm I'm trying to cut back on calories and be good. And um, isn't try- it a pain in the butt? It really is. Yeah. (laughs) Can't we have any fun? (laughs) No, it's like here we, you know, we, we work hard and we get pregnant and we push these babies out and it's like, then we have to try to lose all this weight and it's just, so yeah. So I've been, I've been cutting a lot of of calories. It will, it's kind of a two purpose thing. It's cutting calories. And also in my effort to be as efficient as possible, I try to, for the most part, eat breakfast before I get to work and then graze on you know healthy snacks and stuff throughout the day when I have downtime so that I don't actually have to take the time to take a lunch break and then I get more done and I don't feel as bad going home earlier so it's kind of a twofold purpose there but yeah I've I've been you know doing the horribly boring calorie counting thing and you know practically starving myself during the day <laughs> well to... don't do that <laughs> well it feels like it. I'm not really like I'm right. you know, I am eating I'm eating healthy things and yeah you know well, it's, it's, a, it's a hard change when you go from like you know our our problem is portion sizes yeah so we typically don't eat like a ton of terrible things like if we have chips in the house it's because we got tortilla chips to have with chips and salsa for one right. night and then the chips go stale and we're like well that was a waste of money so I mean <laughs> <laughs> we typically don't have like a bunch of junk food at home, but it's just, you know, you scoop what you think is good and they're eating it and you're like, this is probably too much. But then it's yeah. like, this is not enough to save. So I'll just eat it. Yeah. And so, you know, that times many evenings and many days equals, mm-hmm. you know, you know, tight and- pants. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I'll, I'll have to admit since we've been 
more mindful about portion sizes and how much, which items are nutritional, which are not. Um, I have been feeling a lot better. So it's like, okay, it's fine. It's like, yeah, right. You you kind of grudge. Like, okay, it's working fine. Fine. Yes. It's just so much less fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It is much less fun. Yeah. Especially, and I, you know, I have to get past this, but I'm definitely a comfort eater. Mm-hmm. So that's really dangerous if, you know, you're busy and you're stressed and you're having a bad day or, you know, things are bad. It's like, oh, well, I'll just go get a Coke or I'll just, you know, eat more of this because it makes me feel better. I'm like, no, no, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I've gotten myself into some bad habits at times. And, you know, yeah. I have to kind of, you know, really, you know, bring down the hammer and say, okay, nope, that, that has to stop. I have to actually be good. And control myself and and not not eat emotionally which is you know a tendency that I (laughs) have sometimes but you're but you are aware of it and yes you know it's just that mindfulness is is really helpful yeah and I found too especially like I said with the wine it's like if I defer then I will reward myself for deferring and you know obviously not overdo it but you know enjoy it and not be like oh man like I should have had that yeah think about what's worth it because people will bring in like cookies and random things to work and I'll look at them like you know I can definitely eat a cookie but I'm like I don't even like that kind of cookie it's like a sugar (laughs) cookie if I'm gonna eat a cookie I'm gonna eat a cookie like a good one is this it yeah are these like really worth it (laughs) yeah like a 10% dough 90% chocolate chip cookie that's what I want I don't want this like hard (laughs) sugar cookie yeah it's gonna bleach my mouth out with like purple sugar like I don't want that (laughs) it's the same thing it's like eh, I could eat it but it's not going to be as fun as eating the other kinds I'll wait I'll wait till that comes around and make it myself (laughs) oh yes yeah so if you were to pop away from work and have a lunch date with anybody um who would it be and why oh anybody in the world dead or alive dead or wow yeah opens the possibilities up even more could be jesus um, and don't feel bad if it's not <laughs> <laughs> um i actually i've been thinking about this that um i think if i had to pick like who i admire most in the world and who i would because i admire them who i would want to get to know i would have to say I- i'm a big fan of lin-manuel miranda all right so um the performing arts there it is yes performing <laughs> he's you know just such an incredible genius and seems you know when you see him on tv and things he just seems like such a nice guy and i just feel like i would love to chat with him and just see if he's as nice as he seems and you know just I, he's one of those people i look at i'm like god it just feels like it would be great to be friends with him <laughs> so he's very personable yeah yeah i think it would be fun to get to know him so yeah that would be my good one yeah tell me what your your goal is for this year i know we're almost halfway through somehow but what what's your goal personal professional or otherwise it is going so fast yeah so i think the biggest thing the most pressing goal would be because i i think it is possible that i could graduate by next year that I think if I got the bulk of my research done by the end of this calendar year, then I would be in good shape to start writing my dissertation next spring. 
So I think that's probably my number one goal right now is to get far enough along with my research project that it's actually realistic that I could graduate by May. So um, that's a good one. Yeah, that's I think my primary goal. And have you have you plotted out your schedule and how you're going to get there? Um, roughly, uh, it will need some more defined planning. Um, I'm I'm kind of in a holding pattern right now because I'm having to make cell lines that um, are missing the gene for the protein that I'm studying, and it's everything that I do for the rest of the project is contingent upon making these cell lines. So everything's kind of on hold until I get that done. And so I, I'm hopeful that in the next couple of weeks that that process will be finally be done. And so then once that's done, then I can, you know, go full speed ahead, planning all the experiments and, and figuring out what else I'm going to have to do. So hopefully I'm close to a point where things are going to really start moving um, quickly again. But yeah, so that will require a little more planning, but I, I think we have kind of a rough idea of what we want to do. So with these experiments, are you going to have to bring people in to do them? Or are these all in the lab? These are all things that we would do in the lab. I mean, we, I think we um, we're wanting this. The interesting and challenging thing about this project is that it keeps taking turns that we're not expecting. <laughs> oh, that's a lot with, you know, happens a lot with science, but like, you know, this, the whole project started off, it, this this protein that we're studying it, it's kind of the reverse of how a lot of science works like a lot of researchers will say I'm studying cancer or I'm studying diabetes or I'm studying this disease or this process or whatever and in the you know in the process of studying that disease they find something you know a protein or something and they say aha this protein is involved in this disease well we're kind of in the reverse situation where the protein that we're studying Based on its characteristics, we know it's doing something really important, but nobody knows what that is. So it's kind of this detective mystery kind of story of trying to unravel what this thing is doing. And so we we keep doing these experiments like, okay, we think it might do this. And then we do the experiment and it's like, oh, wow, it does that. But it's like kind of different than what we thought. And it, it keeps taking all these twists and turns. And so we're getting into territory where we're going to have to do a lot of experiments where we don't actually know how to do them. <laughs> like, we're yeah. going to have to get help from somebody else that, you know, actually has expertise in different techniques and, and different methods and things. But so it's challenging, but it's also exciting because it's, you know, some of the things that we've done, like there were some things that I did last fall that nobody in the entire university system to the best of our knowledge had ever done. So we were, you know, blazing new trails and, you know, doing these things that, that nobody here had done before. So it's, it's been really fun. It's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. I think that's a completely reasonable goal and <laughs> a great way to cap off our conversation. Thank you so yeah. much for, for joining me. And oh, I you wish you all me. the luck. I know you're going to completely crush it and <laughs> get you. to that point that you'll be able to graduate and then craft your job. I hope so. Now I have ideas about job crafting. I can... I can start planning this. <laughs> the whole thing. Just yes. get into that Google hole right there. Oh, yes. I'm going <laughs> well, have an awesome night. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you for having me. Have a great night, too. You, too. <laughs> Bye-bye.
Thank you for joining me on After Daycare Drop-Off. I hope you enjoyed the conversation I had with Allison. I hope her career path and its twists and turns and navigations to a new way has you inspired to consider your own career and maybe what your future holds. And also, I want to let you know that, just like Allison said, you're not alone if you think you need to do a little more one-on-one time with your husband. We probably all do. So find a time for date night, time to connect in the evening, do what works for you all, and enjoy each other. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your podcast aggregator of choice. Follow us on Instagram at After Daycare Dropoff for inspiration and updates from the show. We'll see you next time. Thanks again to Tobu for the music.